Welcome to Subway Sports Talk. Dan, 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 clear of the closing doors, please. Here we go, Subway Sports Talk. My name is Peter Kennedy. I am your host. Thank you so much as always. Joining us now for this, Pete and Pat Picks Pot. That's what it is. It's Friday. It's actually Friday now, Pat. We're recording. Uh, technically, we started Thursday night when we started chit-chatting. But now that I hit record, it's actually past midnight. So we are recording Friday, which would be normal. But normally we do this in the afternoon, a little scheduling conflict. You and I figured it out. We're here to deliver the picks, deliver the content as we do. Patrick Boyle, what's good? What's up, baby? Under 500 last week, unacceptable. Cardigan chain combo didn't work, so now I'm showing everybody I mean business in the bubble. Hoodie boil. Hoodie boils in the bubble. <laughs> I'm delivering. That's it. It's over. I Look love out. I love the attitude. We need it. So uh, I'm two and three both weeks. Not great, right? Not terrible, but not great by any means. So bad. And you are three, uh, three and two and two and three. So you're 500 on your lonesome. But me holding you back a bit, we're 9-11 and 11 combined since we started doing this, the Pete and Pat Picks pod. We're back again for our week three, the NFL's week 10. Uh, Pat, crazy slate again. It's not an easy one. Never is, really. If, and like I said last week, if it feels too easy, probably not a good sign, right? So this is okay. We got some good games. We got some intrigue. But uh, I, I might, might need to just give you the floor for a second because I feel like you're you're itching to get something off your chest here because you're... You're disappointed in in us. You're disappointed in the both of us right now, aren't you? Um, I mean, you know, it's tough. I, I'm not going to say I'm disappointed in okay. you. Okay. Oh. I'm disappointed in myself, though, because, you know, we, we both consider ourselves kind of degenerates, but mm-hmm. uh, definitely myself. And I want the people, you know, everybody gives out picks. Sports talk, radio shows, podcasts. Oh, here's our picks. Here's our results. Mm. Nobody really cares unless you're actually making money. Mm. And you're giving, you're giving out wins on a consistent basis. And I know we can do that. And I'm prepared to get the listeners paid. Oh, and I, and I'm going to give out a promise more so than just my word. And and Pete, if you want to turn this into a clip on Instagram, so everybody can see it, hoodie boil right now, take a look at these locks. Take a look at his hair. Okay. Nice flowing hair. Where are you going with this? Looks good. What'd you say? Where are you? Oh, sorry. You didn't have headphones on. Where, where are you going? Where are you going here? Where are you going? I'm going that if I don't deliver this week, if I don't go three and two or better and get these people that listen to us paid, I will shave my head bald on our next podcast. I'm putting my hair. I'm putting the locks on the line. That's how devoted I am to getting these people paid. He went, what? Yo, what? <laughs> are you are you being that serious right now? I'm dead ass. I'm dead ass. I'm not messing around. Wow. I mean, first of all, your hair, even for, you got some like, you know, I'm sure it's like some hoodie head going on, a little bed head action. It still looks good. So you're willing to part ways with, with that fresh cut right there? Are you, I did have to get a haircut, but you know what? I'm going to save it. I'm going to save it because if I can't get the people paid, forget the high top fade, you know, looking good with the part. <laughs> I can't. Go bald. It's gone. It's gone if I don't win people money this week. Yeah. All right. So, I mean, that, that's up to you. I'm just going to let you know, and I'll talk while you put your headphones back on. If you could hear me at the moment, uh, I'm going to let you know that if you do this, if you do this, you shave your head. If we don't, if, if we don't go 500 or if you don't go 500. Me. 
Uh, that's a lot of pressure. I've got it. And there's no 500. It's either above 500. Right, right, right. Well, there's no, we can't push because it's five unless there's a or, push. And a, or I'm Casper the Ghost and I'm bald. <laughs> okay. Uh, you know, it's a crazy move to do that for like 100 or so people. Uh, but I respect it so much that I'm also going to. Nah, I'm not shaving my head. <laughs> All hey, right. For those of you who think hey. I'm not joking around, I think if anybody knows me, I'm, I'm, this is my word. I'm serious. Pat we'll, Boyle we'll do does it. not mess around. I'll have it on video. I'll share my, that is how I was thinking today. I mean, you know, I'm like, I'm thinking, I want to get the people that listen to us paid. I want to be some, another schmuck that goes, here's my picks. And, you know, and then they lose. You go above, below 500 and you continue to give them out every week. Stop doing it if you're giving out losing picks. All right. So that's some serious business. That's how confident and devoted I am. I've been in the war room cooking up the research. <laughs> I, I'm going to get, you know what? I'm not even going to give an excuse. We're doing it on Thursday night. There's still a lot of you know oh, injury reports that aren't brutal. settled. But I don't care. I am guaranteeing three and two or better. Okay. I'm, I'm going to shave my head. I love I it. love my hair. I love your hair. Your hair is great. Great hair. Good hair on you. People who are actually bald are like these motherfuckers. They're just, you know, playing with their hair. They, they shave if they want for a bit. I wish I had hair. Some people be out there wishing they had hair, you know? It's all good. It grows yeah. back. For people like me and you, we could say it grows back. Don't worry about it. Yeah, I guess. But, you know, I just Ooh. I don't want to be another podcast that just gives out picks with no repercussions if you lose. It I like costs that. people money. I like that a lot. I, I love it, Pat. And uh, I'll, maybe I'll think of something for myself over the next week. I don't have anything off the top of my head here. Oh, I guess I could shake something off the top of my head here. Uh, see what I'm saying? Anyways, uh, you know, last week you went cardigan with the chain out. Right now you're in a hoodie, still popping the chain a little bit. I like the energy. The energy's great. I'm a, I'm a nighttime guy. We're recording this at midnight on Thursday. Not thrilled. I, I usually like to make my picks on Sunday morning for the pod, for the content's sake, for us having uh, a good time doing this. We've been doing it on Fridays. This, this time, Thursday night, we just saw the Colts beat the Titans, and here we are. So, Pat, why don't we get started, and uh, why don't you go first? Because I'm feeling the heat from your end, and I want to keep it hot in here. Yep, and I'm feeling the heat. Cash cow for the last two weeks. Big blue. Oh. The G-men. Started them off against the Eagles. I took them two weeks ago against the Eagles, or three weeks ago, the week before we started doing picks. Everybody's like, I don't care. The Eagles are hurt. Giants are going to get crushed. Should have won the game. Didn't win it. Then we took them against the Bucks. Then I took them against Washington. I'm rolling with them again. Pick and roll Daniel Jones. Do I think confidently they're going to win this game? I don't know, because you take a look at the injury report. You take a look at, at Philadelphia off the bye, and they're getting back Miles Sanders, and they're getting back Alshon Jeffrey, and their offensive line should be pretty healthy. So uh, do I think the Giants are going to win this game as confidently as I did uh, the last couple of weeks? No. That being said, the Eagles are still bad. I still don't think Carson Wentz is a competent quarterback, even with their number one running back and even with Alshon Jeffrey. I still think the Giants are that good and that competitive, especially on the defensive side. So although I'm not, I'm not, you know, high on the Giants winning this game, I still think they have a very good shot of doing it. And the fact that they're three-and-a-half-point underdogs on Thursday night, Friday morning, I am going to take them, and I'm getting the Giants plus nine-and-a-half. Plus nine-and-a-half, and I need more than 37-and-a-half points. Giants plus nine-and-a-half, over 37-and-a-half. You get that at dead even plus a hundred odds. Give me the G men. I, I love it. And just a reminder, Pat and his mythology over here 
Hoodie Boyle staying true to the two-team. Actually, the, not, the, not the two-team, the two-part teaser. Same game teaser, and he's going Giants, uh, pushing that up a little bit to a plus nine and a half. And what was the, uh, the over-under you picked again? Over 37 and a half. Okay. Yeah, again, for the last two weeks, it's been the same game teaser that I've been manipulating on DraftKings that, for the most part, has worked very well. Um, you know, the last two weeks picks I've given out again, they've been 500. I've been doing it for the last, you know, five, six weeks now. I've been hitting them, you know, I'd say over 60% of the time. And you get six to seven points for the most part on the spread, six to seven points out of the over under. So again, for the last time, Giants plus nine and a half over 37 and a half. I will say this about the Giants. They're a team that, uh, I try not to pick because they are the team that I root for. And I feel like you kind of do the same with your, with your team. Like, I just personally try to stay away from picking the Giants from my marquee game. Like, maybe, for example, I actually, on my personal side, I put picked the Giants against the Redskins this weekend, uh, this past weekend on Sunday. But it's not something that I'm making a pick. That being said, I do like the Giants to keep this one close. A, because the Eagles tend to play dramatic games even in their wins. And like you said, the Giants' defense is, is, no, is no joke. Like, they're really playing good ball. So, hey, man, I love your first pick to start. And to keep it in that same trend of, one of our teams, I'm going to go somewhere for my best bet of the week, my number one pick on the Pete Pat Pick podcast. Pat, your Cleveland Browns, minus three and a half. You get the extra shit on the three there. You get three and a half. That's okay. I don't mind it, and here's why. Nick Chubb should be coming back, first of all. That's great news for the, for the Browns. But what do the Texans absolutely stink at, Pat? They are the second-worst team in the NFL against the run. No run. They are... Terrible against the run. They've also allowed the second most 20-plus yard runs and the second most 40-plus yard runs. And what does Nick Chubb do extraordinarily well? Oh, wow. He actually still is a top running back in the league in runs over 20 yards this season despite missing almost half of the season right now. So, Cleveland Browns, what else do they do well? They happen to have some nice pass rushers. And I've seen Deshaun Watson, we've all seen Deshaun Watson, run for his life now and again. They can't run the ball anyways. uh, There is some nerve because the Texans do have the firepower if they start slinging for real, for real. But I like the Browns' defense just enough, and I think they control the game, keep the ball out of Deshaun Watson's hands, and the Browns can cover three and a half. The fact that that spread actually jumped from two and a half to three and a half also makes me feel a little bit better. Because Vegas is saying they need to cover themselves on the three. They're, they're, they're pushing it up. I'm saying I'm going to just ride that wave the same direction, thinking the Browns will outkick the coverage. <laughs> I don't know why I use that. I don't know. Clay Travis uh, should be brought up on this podcast per se. But Browns minus three and a half. I'm not worried about it. I like that pick, Pete. Do you really? I'm probably. Uh, yeah, because I'm probably going to give a teaser for the Browns. Oh. I was going to save it for last. But. In the sake of getting on the same page, let's go ahead and double down on Cleveland for everything you just said. I really don't have to explain it too much. The only reason I was going to save this for last was because I was maybe thinking about putting in a bonus pick because this game more than most, you have to pay attention to the injury report. Nick Chubb, most likely coming back, not a hundred percent. If for whatever reason he is out, you know, I'm, I'm much less confident. That and also the fact I'm looking at the injury report on Thursday and you got four Browns linemen listed as questionable. I'm not sure how on Rotowire. There's not a lot of notes written on it, but their left guard, Batonio, J.C. Treader, the center, Wyatt Teller, the right guard, Jack Cochran, the right tackle, all listed as questionable. However, the fact that really all of them except 
Teller, who's been injured and is looking like he's going to be coming back. There's really no injury notes on them as to why they were limited in practice. So again, that's what we deal with doing these picks on late Thursday night. But Pete, again, no excuses. I'm not expecting more than one of those guys, if at all, to be out on the game on Sunday against Houston. And I'm also expecting Nick Chubb to be playing again. So that is why I'm confident with Cleveland. And you need him to cover. With my teaser, I can get him plus three and a half. And with how bad Houston's defense has been, I really don't see any way that the teased over doesn't hit either. Cleveland plus three and a half, over 41 and a half. That gets you minus 107 odds. Love that. So, for example, you would lose in this case. But even if the Browns, in my case, lose by a score of, you know, 23 to 20 or 22 to, you know, 23, 20, that still gets the job done. Yeah. 23, 20 loss. For sure. 27, 24. These are all really, really realistic scores here. Yeah. Plus three and a half over 41 and a half. Give me the Brownies. That being said, I do think they win the game. I think this might even be a blowout. You think it's blowout potential? Well, it really is because this is what happens here. They've got a lot to prove, um, you know, and and for the most part, they have beaten teams with bad defenses, um, and they've they've been able to score a lot of points. You know, people look at again. People are going to get carried away with their last loss before the bye against Las Vegas in the tornado. Forget that they were playing in literally in a tornado. (laughs) And we look at Houston; they're zero and six against everybody not named the Jacksonville Jaguars. Right? They're a bad team. They're a bad team. And that, to me, that doesn't turn around on Sunday. Yeah, and I, I checked Give it out. I checked it out as well. The Browns are about league average and, like, pass defense as well. So it's not like that's a weakness. Now, granted, Deshaun can exploit it with Will Fuller and uh, Brandon Cooks and whatnot. Just I'm just not that worried, especially because the game script can now, if the Browns play it right, can run the ball, control the clock, get that real one-two punch back of Chubb and Hunt because we really probably learned in Chubb's absence that the two of them helped each other more than we probably wanted to admit, especially fantasy owners thinking that they're always taken away from each other. There is an angle where they are giving to each other as well, and you might see Kareem Hunt in the slot outside a little wide. It's exciting stuff for Cleveland. I think there's a good opportunity here for them as well. Um, all right, so you got two. I got one. On to my next pick. Let me. I put them I put them in like a general order, so I'm going to check that out real quick. <clears throat> Excuse me. And I'm keeping it in division. Here we go. And I'm calling on a guy. His name is Joey Covers, Pat. His name is Joey Covers, and that's Joe Burrow. I've seen it now uh, on two different spots. I've seen plus six and a half. I've seen plus seven for the Bengals. They are versing the Steelers. Now, the Steelers, uh, we've talked about on this podcast a a bunch right now, and there seems to be a disconnect between their record and how impressive they've been. They haven't been incredibly impressive. This is a division game. The Bengals will pass the ball pretty much on anyone, perhaps because they're behind a lot, perhaps because they have no run game. Doesn't really matter. Joe Burrow gets hit a crap ton. It doesn't really matter. They're 6-2 and two against the spread. Now, granted, the Steelers are 6-2 and two against the spread as well. I don't know if that numbers add up there. 6-2? and They're 6-3? and three? They might be both 6-3. Both and three. Anyways. Um, Steelers 6-2, I think. 6-2. Right oh, yeah. I think. Oh, right. And, yeah, because they had a bye already. So, yeah, they're both 6-2 and two against the spread. Something's got to give. I like the points here. And, and Joe Burrow has shown the consistency and ability to keep these games close. The Steelers haven't really blown many people out. Outside of your Brownies, who, who have they blown out this year, Pat? 
and, and some bad teams who they haven't blown out. And the Bengals would probably wash the floor with the Cowboys at this moment in time, or at least the iteration of the Cowboys we've seen the past couple weeks. That that altogether makes me feel pretty good about the six and a half. But if you see it on your book, whatever app you're using, uh, at seven or seven and a half, which I've seen, lock that crap in now and uh, trust the boy Joey covers because Joe Burrow keeps it tight. I like it. I like it. And um, possibly might have a, a side bet on this one okay. with our boy Mule on Sunday. Ooh. We haven't locked it in yet because I told him, you know, I'm a man. I like to wait till Sunday morning. I'm a big guy. You got to follow the injury report. I got to see who's playing. I got to see who might be ruled out. However, we're making these Thursday night. I'm going after his boy, Tua. Because not only do I think a teaser for the L.A. Chargers hits, I think they go out and they beat the now – you know, one of the Super Bowl favorites in everybody's eyes, oh the Miami Dolphins. Gosh. They win two impressive games. Now everybody's got them winning the Super Bowl. Pete, how many times do we have to see this? How many times do we have to see a team dominate one or two games in a row? Everybody gets all high on them. They get crushed, like your Tampa Bay Buccaneers, um, like your Seattle Seahawks, like your Buffalo Bills. We've all seen these teams get knocked back down to earth this year. Sunday is time for the Miami Dolphins. Um, you know, I'm looking at the report. COVID list hit the Miami Dolphins really for the first time this year. They've basically had all of their defensive players healthy the entire season. That will change on Sunday. At pass rusher Christian Wilkins out on Sunday. Oh. Linebacker Kyle Van Noy out on oh. Sunday. Those are two of your biggest defensive starters on that side of the ball. You, you partner that with the fact that Miles Gaskin obviously is out. Matt Breida is not looking good to, to play again on Sunday. Didn't really matter much against Arizona. But, again, I think, again, Tua is going to have to do more than he's had to lately. And we know the story with L.A., Pete. We know, we know excuse me, that this team has found new ways every week to lose games. Mm -hmm. they're, they're inventing ways to lose. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> and we know that. I just completely lost the ability to talk here. Get it out. Get it out. I got it out. I had to mute myself. But <laughs> we know that this team, two and six record, is not indicative of the, the football they've played. You know, you look at the whatever the stat is that measure, you know, their adjusted win-loss record. Right. And this L.A. Chargers team at worst should be four and four. So they've played good football. I, and I've been saying it for months. Justin Herbert should have been drafted ahead of Tua. He has proved that time and time again. Mm. The kid can sling the ball all the way down the field, left and right. This offense is putting up numbers in groves. And when we look at this matchup, I just think that, you know, how many points can the Miami Dolphins defense or special teams put up every week? They're not the sooner or later, they're not going to get a fumble return for a touchdown every week. They're not going to get a punt return for a touchdown. And yes, the last two weeks have been mightily impressive. They've beaten Arizona and they've beaten the Rams. However, the Chargers, again, we know the story with them. They could have beaten New Orleans. They could have beaten Tampa Bay. They should have beaten Las Vegas. I really like this Chargers team. I think they come out and they're with their season on the line. Any chance they want to make a playoff is in the balance. They've got to play well. Uh, Joey Bosa most likely playing. Um, he's, he's questionable as of Thursday night, but I think he plays. And other than that, really, the only person they're missing is Austin Eckler, who's, you know, still on the IR. But I, I really like this Chargers team to make a statement on Sunday. And even if they don't win, here's the teaser, Pete. Chargers plus seven, 
over 41 and a half. Mm. That gets you dead even plus 100 odds. That's not bad. That's, That's not bad. You get a touchdown and 41 and a half. I mean, I like that a lot. The Chargers, even in their struggles, have put points on the board. The Dolphins now have put points on the board. Uh, so 41 and a half doesn't seem like too much of a struggle. And getting a touchdown in this game feels really good. Uh, for as nice as the Dolphins' last two weeks have been, do we really expect them to blow somebody out? I, I don't. I don't. I don't think so. I don't think it's going to be a blowout again. You know, you could lose this game 24-18. Yeah. Or better and, you know, more points, and this is going to hit. But yeah. The minimum points and, the, the you know, worst you can get beat 24-18. I think the Chargers put together a better performance than that. I think they win. Uh, we'll see me and Mule. We'll have a nice chat about that on Monday or, you know, whenever we come back together. Yeah, and uh, the one thing that I think is is likely here is that, and this is why I like your bet so much, the Chargers, I feel like, can get up early and stay up for most of the game. And then as they do, they can fall apart. But you'll feel good about that teaser because you're getting a whole touchdown. I, I see the the, the Dolphins kind of coming back, winning by like a, a field goal type situation just because uh, I really like what... I really like what I saw out of Tua, man, the other day. I really did. I think there's a, a solid solidness, a consistency um, that we weren't sure if we we're going to get. And though the Chargers' defense is solid, it can totally be had. I expect a great game. Uh, that's going to be one of the more exciting ones. I might get into it later as well. Uh, moving on to my next pick. I'm, I'm going back to the well again, Pat. But don't worry. It's not the Bears this time, okay? It's not the Bears. <laughs> it is... Uh, the Baltimore Ravens. I'm seeing it at minus six and a half on FanDuel. I saw minus seven on another site. So depending on where you see it, that half point can mean a lot to you. That being said, the New England Patriots, man, they struggled their asses off. They struggled so damn hard with the Jets. They kept it tight with the Bills, sure, like a week or two ago. Uh, just, it's not impressive with the, with the New England Patriots. When you watch them, it is a absolute laborious task to move the ball down the field. Can you expect Cam to throw for 290 again against this defense? Uh, I believe all the guys who are out from, from COVID, like Marlon Humphrey will be back for the Ravens this week uh, in the defensive backfield. And the New England Patriots defense is not the one of old. Now, I know Lamar struggled. We had a really good game between them last year. It's just not the same team. Six and a half is a lot of points to give up. I think the Ravens are going to hit this point now where they're a team that just puts away uh, inferior teams. And yes, they very much may struggle with all the good teams in the league. Not that weird for a young quarterback to do so. That doesn't matter. The Patriots aren't that good. The Ravens can run the crap out of the ball. I expect more of it. I expect Lamar to do Lamar things, and I expect them to win by a touchdown because I'm just not scared by the Patriots, especially going up against a defense like the Ravens that can A, turn it over, or B, just shut them down like we saw them do against the Colts last week. So... Ravens minus six and a half. If you can get it there, I even I'll take it minus seven if I had to. Yeah, and that's a game, Pete, that I was really going back and forth. I mean, for a they're while. they're begging you to tease that down to they're, a pick. They em. are. They're begging they are, you, right? And you you could tease that down to with thirty six and a half, and it looks so it looks it's it's too good to be true. It and it and it looks so easily like a winner. The fact that you know, I think the teaser was. Um, when I last was playing with it on Thursday afternoon, you know, Dol uh, Ravens minus uh, three. Because, again, when you get a team that minus seven, you can't just tease them down to, like, a pick them. It, it, for whatever reason, DraftKings, you know, they, it, it's not that easy. I, I think the minimum I could get them at was minus three. And the over-under at, like, 36 and a half, 
I mean, Pete, would you be surprised if this is like a, a, a 20 to three game or a 20 to 10 game? That's what the would, Patriots that's just have zero 100%. offense. That's what would make me nervous. I was about, just about to go through this line here. So I'm looking through the Ravens schedule and they put points on the board, even in their losses. So their lowest point total this year was 20 points against the chiefs. And we know how that game went. They got beat uh, in all aspects of the game. They got beat. They still put up 20, but from week one, 38 points blowout against the Browns. 33 points, easy win against the Texans. 34-20 to Chiefs won that one. 31 against the Redskins, who haven't been giving up a lot of points. 27-3 against the Bengals. 30 points against the Eagles. 24 points in a loss against the Steelers. 24 points against the Colts. You're almost guaranteed. There's a floor on the Ravens' offense, and that floor seems to be 20 to 27 points. That's the minimum you're going to get. Now, they haven't been giving you the big plays where they're, uh, you know, busting out and they're dropping 35-40 on people's heads. That's okay. The Patriots are actually a team that can allow that to happen now. I know Gilmore has been out for a couple weeks. I believe he's on pace to come back. Uh, We'd have to wait and see, I guess, if that's going to be official or not. But this is a matchup for me where the Patriots can almost have a a, a real get-right game. They kind of had that against the Colts, but they also had a first half where there were some struggles. I think they could start to finish just put the Patriots out of their misery this week. But, God forbid, that they're begging you to tease that down to a pick them so hard that it makes me nervous, I'll tell you what. Anyways, Patty, what's your next pick? All right, yeah. So, yeah, again, Pete, i just been you know, just going back and forth. And the fact that I'm trying to stay away from games with, you know, weather that you don't know what it's going to look like, forecast to call for a ton of rain, a ton of wind, just a miserable night in New England. I'm just – I'm laying off it. I'm just going to lay off it completely because I am much more confident – in the Seattle Seahawks and Russ, Dane's Russ will getting back on the track against the Rams. Limited. Sunday, 425 game in beautiful L.A. I think the Seahawks answer the bell. Again, we know how bad the defense has been. They've been put on notice by the entire league, getting blasted by Buffalo, giving up a lot of points to a bad San Francisco team. The loss against Arizona really kind of started it all where we started to question Seattle. Now they're at six and two. And again, they have fallen out of everybody's eyes as one of the best teams in the, you know, the, the, the front runners for the Super Bowl in the NFL. I think they get back to that with a big, big win against the Rams. LA's coming off a bye. Um, and while that doesn't give me a lot of confidence that they're going to win, that gives me a lot of confidence on the teased over in this game hitting. So the play I'm going with is Seattle plus seven and a half and over 47. Again, I got another team who I think is going to win the game who's coming in as an underdog. I can get them to a touchdown plus underdog at plus seven and a half. And I only need 48 points. Seattle plus seven and a half over 47. Get you minus 106 odds. We know how good the Rams defense has been. You're getting a good defense coming up against a good offense. And when you get these two teams combined, I think you're just going to see a lot of points because it's still so tough to stop Russ Wilson. And then with how bad Seattle's defense has been, I think the Rams give you enough points to get the over easily uh, because even though the Rams defense has been so good, here's the last five quarterbacks they've gone against. Miami and Tua, who's, you know, obviously we know he's the real deal, but still Tua in his debut, Nick Foles, uh, Jimmy Garoppolo on a sprained ankle, and he beat them. Washington, which I don't know if it was Kyle Allen or Alex Smith. Doesn't matter. And and Daniel Jones. So you mm-hmm. haven't faced a quarterback uh, of the caliber and even near Russell Wilson in the last five weeks, five games. 
the Seattle t- offense is going to put up points, and I think they win the game. Um, so, yeah, I, I don't think there needs, needs much more explanation than that. Uh, Seahawks plus seven and a half over 47 minus 106 odds. Let's go, baby. Let Russ cook. There you go. And that's a great point because you kind of already countered what I was going to counter with you. I was going to say, well, dude, something's got to give because the Rams have the second best defense against the pass in the league right now. They've given up the second fewest yards against the pass uh, across the whole NFL. And obviously the Seahawks don't have much of run game right now. Who knows what's going on with Carson? Don't look, doesn't look like he's going to be ready to come back. You know, DJ Dallas was a night, had a nice moment but we're not worried about the Seahawks running the ball down your throats like we were, you know, a handful of years ago. They're going to sling the freaking rock, and uh, the Rams do a good job against pass teams. So something's got to give, but the fact that you laid out those quarterbacks they're playing against basically goes to show why those numbers are what they are right now. And there's a great opportunity for Russell Wilson and the Seahawks, who lost. Is it they lose two in a row? No, they've lost two out of their last three. Who they beat in between they lost the Cardinals? Arizona. And the Bills. And they beat um, – I just had it up. They lost to Arizona. Then they came back and beat somebody, and then they got embarrassed by Buffalo 44-34. And that win in between those uh, two losses was against San Francisco. Right. 37-27. Handily. Handily won that game. Okay, good. Yeah, well, beat up San Francisco team. And uh, I don't know if you saw my face during that, that segment there. I have really bad news for you. I have really bad news for you. What's that? I forgot to record the video on this podcast. <laughs> the entire time? The whole video up until about a minute ago was not recorded. Okay. Well, I mean, we're you know, you're really only... I only, well, ru- I only ruined what was a great moment of this podcast in the beginning. I think you think I, you think I could... Uh... I can re, you know repeat that performance. <laughs> I don't know. We might have to try when the podcast is over. For now, let's keep it moving. We'll That's keep funny. the we'll keep the picks up. We'll keep the picks hot. I'm actually going to. I'm saving my last pick. Now you know what? I'm just I'm just gonna do it now. I'm just gonna do it now. Y- you did such a good job, and I've been second guessing it all day anyway. But no, we ain't got time for second guessing. We're coming in hot. There's still an opportunity for you to win your teaser and for me to win this bet. I'm taking the Dolphins minus one and a half. I'm doing it. I think the Dolphins are a team that is is more complete than the Chargers right now, more capable late in games for some reason right now. The Chargers have a history that would be rude of me to just totally disregard. They do not close games. Anthony Lynn does not close games as a coach. Herbert hasn't really done it much since he, since he became the quarterback, despite the incredible performances he's put up. I, I do think this is going to be a really tight game. I mentioned it before. I think the Dolphins are going to be in a situation where they can come back or cover by three, uh, win by three points with a late field goal or something like that. I just I don't trust the Chargers to finish games. And right now, the Dolphins with that defense, despite some of the injuries that you laid out, those are real concerns, 100%. But that pl- team plays so hard and has the willingness to go the whole way, which the Chargers seem to just choke on it every single time they get into a tight situation late in the game. So I'm taking the Dolphins minus one and a half. Tua continues to ride. I don't think the defense is going to maybe put up points, but they're going to make it harder on the Chargers. The Chargers' run situation is a nightmare right now. Obviously, without Eckler, Justin Jackson is is hurt or they don't want him to play. Josh Kelly, they don't like him. They got a bunch of guys out there. I, I just don't feel great about the Chargers completing the victory here. And if the Dolphins turn over Justin Herbert once or twice, I feel really good about the chances. Dolphins minus one and a half. I'm letting it ride since we both can win on this one anyway. 
All right. And I'm on Mule side. Team Mule, baby. I've been on Team Tua, Team Mule, Team Dolphins uh, for over a year now. You guys are, you guys are Tua fanboys. I, 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 I hope, Pete, for the sake of your wallet and for the sake of this podcast, you don't have egg on your face. Uh, in terms of this game, for the sake of our podcast, I hope we get a Dolphins three-point win and, and I hit the over, and that way we both can win. Me too. Me too. I don't All know. Right. Maybe I might have to uh, – I don't know. We'll see. Sweet we'll in the see pot if I'm going to take that bet with Mule. I know. It's a lot now. It's a lot. I didn't want to do it, but it was one of my picks, and then you came out here with the Chargers. And no, hey, what are you going to do? Man, I'm not, I'm not going to force my, you to, uh, to you know, picks alter the picks, your picks you know? based on a side bet. That's so. what I'm saying. Okay, I'm saying. Pete, last pick. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, obviously I'm making these picks in the thought that I'm going to go 5-0. and We know how the NFL works. I'm confident at least to go 4-1, and but – in the worst case scenario, the difference between three and two and two and three and me keeping my hair or having to shave it could come down to this last pick. And I've been wrestling between teasing the Bills mm-hmm. or teasing this game. And ultimately, I think I'd be doing myself a disservice if I don't tease down the New Orleans Saints. Mm. Against the Niners, mm-hmm. against Nick Mullins, against this depleted San Francisco team. They are in shambles. Tevin Coleman's doubtful. Raheem Mostert's still out. It's Jarek McKinnon and Jermichael Hasty. Debo Samuel's doubtful. Still no Kendrick Bourne. It's going to be Brandon Ayuk and Richie James and still no Kittle. And, you know, we look at the New Orleans team. They are riding on cloud nine right now off the destruction of Brady. They've won five straight games in a row. They are on fire. They're in the dome, in the Big Easy. That being said, I was the complete opposite in terms of feeling about New Orleans going into that game Sunday night against Tampa Bay. They had The Saints had won four straight games coming from behind to win. I said, yeah, I think they're going to come back down to earth. And they've obviously continued to ride on cloud nine. Now, I'm not as high as everybody else in terms of I think they're a Super Bowl favorite again. But in this matchup, I mean, this should be absolute murder. This should be a bloodbath. And even in this game, this could come down to the over-under. Because I'm not confident – I'm not confident to take the Saints to win by 10. We saw San Francisco put up 14 garbage points at the end of that Green Bay game where it was 34-3, and they only lost by 17. Do I think they could lose by single digits? They potentially could. But I just think New Orleans' defense is that superior. And the fact that this over-under to begin with is a bit high. It's at 49 Mm. because you don't know how many points San Francisco is going to put up. I'm confident with teasing this as the under. And I'm going to take New Orleans minus three and a half. And I can get the over under. This is one I've had to play with a couple times. I can get the over under all the way up to 56 and a half. 56 and a half. And that gets you dead even plus 100 odds. New Orleans minus three and a half under 56 and a half. I like it because if you see so, if you see the Saints get to 30, 35, you could you could really really make a case for the for the Niners to give you fourteen. You know, and they're not going to be really kicking field goals other than early because you assume they're going to be playing from behind. 
uh, I like that. And I actually have that incorporated to my next pick. So yeah, I'm and with again, you. you know, this is, I really don't see San Francisco being able to put up more than 14, 17 at the most. Right. So even if they put up 17 points, you know, New Orleans gets you 38, they beat them 38, 17, this still hits. You basically just can't have New Orleans go over 40. Right. If San Francisco puts up 14 plus. So New Orleans minus three and a half, under 56 and a half, plus 100 dead even odds. I love it. And uh, I was going to use this stat for mine. I'll use it as a segue because this uh, last bet for me, I'm going back to the well again. Not on the Bears again. Thank God, Pat. I told you, you come to my house if I do, you know, if I bet on the Bears again. But we're going back to the well for a three-team teaser. Just like we did last week, we really, really sweated out. But it worked. It hit. And a win is a win, despite the Steelers giving me a whole lot of agita. Anyways, starting off with the New Orleans Saints. I'm going with a three-team, 10-point teaser across the board. And they're at 9.5. So you basically get them down to a pick and You get them at plus .5, whatever. God forbid they tie the Niners somehow. You don't lose. Anyways, I and I'll take this. This is from Run Up to Score Fantasy Football Podcast. I heard this from uh, my guy Scott Wagonblast over there. It has been over 50 games since the Saints have allowed a 100-yard rusher. 50 games, Pat. Wow. And the 49ers can do it by committee, for sure. But the point is the Saints defense is and has been awesome, especially against the run. Kyle Shanahan, incredible run coach. But their running backs are banged up. Is McKinnon 100%? Do I trust Jamichael Hasty? I trusted him last week. Didn't work out too great for me. Against a team in the Packers who stink against the run most of the time, right? So you get that working for you. The Saints should win this game with ease. In my ten, uh, three-point, three-team, ten-point teaser, I get them to a plus .5. Basically a pick em. Love the first leg of my, my teaser there. Then I'm going to the Denver Broncos. Spreads currently four and a half. I strongly considered making this my straight pick over the Dolphins, but I said, you know what? I'm sticking to my guns. I'll keep it in the tees. I'll keep the Dolphins straight. So you get the Broncos with the 10 points to plus 14 and a half. They're at the Raiders. It's a division game. Uh, You don't see division game blowouts too, too often. That being said, uh, the Raiders are likely a better team. Actually, they are a better team than the Broncos, but the Broncos are consistently competing they're coming back, and Drew Locke in fourth quarters has really made this team competitive and kept them in games that they probably shouldn't have even been in. So I like getting 14 and a half points. That's two full touchdowns there for a division game, Broncos at the Raiders. And the last leg, I mean, neither of us have brought this game up yet. It's a, it's a tough game because the spread straight is 13 and a half Packers versus the Jaguars. I very well may throw a shekel on the Packers minus 13 and a half because what do we know about the Packers, Pat Boyle? They put away bad teams. They may struggle with the best teams, and they freaking shellac bad ones. They they are having fun. Aaron Rodgers might as well be throwing the ball behind his back for 30 yards to Devontae Adams. They're just effing around out there. It's 13 and a half. You get it down to three and a half. You feel really comfortable that the Packers win by a touchdown against the Jaguars, who... Let's be honest. They're not a very good team. They're running back. James Robinson's pretty good. This guy, Luton, Luton, what the hell's his name? It doesn't matter. Luton. Doesn't matter. Aaron Rodgers, Devontae Luton. Adams, Lavar, uh, a Lazard might be coming back. There's going to be a bunch of happy and fed receivers on the Packers this weekend. 
I'm considering doing it on my own, minus 13.5, but with this teaser getting the 3.5, it feels like a no-brainer. So here's the teaser wrap-up. Three teams, 10 points. Saints plus a half point. Broncos plus 14.5. Packers minus 3.5. It can't lose, Pat. It, it can't. can't. Lose. They can't lose. How could it possibly lose? And you said it last week. You said it about my three-team teaser. Like, that's one of the things that it looks so good that it almost has to lose. And then not only do we do this podcast and we put it out there, right? I have some people hit me up, you know. Oh, I, you, you got your picks for the week. Oh, what are your picks? Me and my friends are talking. Oh, what do you like? What do you like? I'm like, yo, this teaser right here, it's, it's, it's going to hit. Guaranteed. No shot. It doesn't <laughs> hit. But then I, then I start telling like, wow, I've told, not only have I said it on the pod, I've told like six people. Now more people are being like, yo, what do you got for me? Or I put it on, I put it on Instagram. And now I start telling people, look, I got a teaser so good. It's definitely not going to hit. And that's how I, that's how I told people about it. And guess what? Skin of the teeth, it hit anyway. So let's ride again, baby. Let's go. Throw the mic away. Feeling it. I love that. Teaser's so good. You know, it's definitely not going to hit. Yeah. It's such a good (laughs) teaser that it's definitely going to lose somehow, some way, but that's how good it is. Uh, I love it. Our picks are our picks are money. I'm feeling good right now, Pat. I always feel really good after we record because the energy's up. We're giving our reasoning. You can talk yourself into pretty much any bet in the NFL any single week and be like, "Yeah, that makes sense." Yep. But hey, I, here got, we are. I got the hoodie on. I'm hoodie boil, so I'm locked in right now, dude. I'm pissed off for greatness. I'm pissed off for money. Um, and I and I don't know. You know, we do a picks picks pods two people giving out five picks each and we somehow you know seem to eclipse 30 minutes every time i don't know i hope the listeners appreciate that i hope you guys listening like that because we give the we give like i basically open up my head i give the reasoning i give the full analysis the full breakdown as to why i'm making the pick so um i hope you can take something away with it even if you don't agree with the pick um you know and if you're too lazy to listen to that and you just fast forward to the end hoping to hear them Peter, do, do we want to give them out real quick and just in short bullet list order? We'll do that in a moment. We'll do that in a moment. Uh, I will say, I just want to add to that. And, you know, it's interesting because uh, it is a little overwhelming to put your picks out there, right? It's, it's kind of a lot, especially since we're doing it two days before Sunday or two and a half days before Sunday. So it's a little overwhelming, right? But I, I assume people who are listening to this are not going to blindly bet all 10 of our picks. If they do... That's awesome. And come along for the ride because I know that I am also betting my five picks. I know Pat is betting his five picks. And that's really all you can ask for, right? If you're a listener of a podcast like this where you do picks, you want to know that the people who are talking to you are, are backing it. They're not just saying shit. So we're not just saying stuff. We're, we're trying our best. We're trying to be, you know, as educated as we could be as regular Joe Schmoes out here and uh, have some fun with it. But specifically the way I look at it, and I do the same thing with the pods I listen to. If you hear one pick, that the reasoning was so good. Like, if Pat Boyle's Chargers take was so damn good, and that is the reason you go for that pick and it hits, like, maybe that's all you needed. And we could go four and six every week, but people who are listening are taking the one or two they like the best. That's really how this thing works, right? So, like, you know, we're going to be above 500. Don't get it twisted. But I feel like that's how pod listening goes in regards to picks. you agree or no? Yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, Ken picks. Yeah, I don't think people are unless you're you're putting what five, ten bucks on each of these. Like, yeah, you know, that's that's a lot of picks to be making. That's what I'm saying. Even five is it feels like a lot sometimes. It feels like a bunch, you know. I think uh, ideally, I I I, I was gonna say I think I made the five I had last week. 
plus like three extra, like <laughs> those regular parlays. So yeah, I mean, that was, I had eight, that was a lot. It's overwhelming. You're like, what am I even rooting for right now? <laughs> I got four fantasy teams. I got five straight bets. I got a teaser. I got a parlay. I'm like everybody, go football. That's you just it. have your browser. <laughs> yeah, you your one browser on like the you know the ESPN scoreboard. You got the yep. other on your fantasy. You got Red Zone on. If you have another TV, you got the local game on. Yep. Bada bing, bada boom. Oh, I can't wait for Sunday. Now I'm getting really excited. All right, let's recap the picks here. We got. I'll go first. Uh, my best bet. This is still my best bet. I'm gonna say that right now. Cleveland Browns minus three and a half. Against the Texans, I got the Bengals. I see plus six and a half on FanDuel, but I saw on pregame.com plus seven. So I'm going to see where I can get that there. Maybe I'll buy it up anyways. Got the Ravens minus six and a half at the Patriots. Dolphins minus one and a half uh, home against the Chargers. And then my teaser is three teams, 10 points. Saints plus a half. Broncos plus 14 and a half. Packers minus three and a half. And we're going at minimum. Three and two this week at minimum, Pat Boyle. Yeah, and I I have to go minimum three and two. Otherwise, <laughs> I really flippers, hope I really hope on the do. pod, and I'm gonna have my own little barber shop here as I shave my head bald. But <laughs> here we go, the five same game teasers: Giants plus nine and a half and over thirty seven and a half against the Eagles. Chargers plus seven and over forty one and a half points against the Dolphins. Seattle plus seven and a half and over 47 against the Rams Saints minus three and a half and under 56 and a half against the Niners and the Brownies plus three and a half and over 41 and a half against the Texans Mm -hmm. three of those picks plus a hundred odds the other two minus 106 and minus 107 so you're getting the bang for your buck baby I am ready to make some cash. Sounds like winners to me, Pat. And you know what doesn't sound like a winner to me? Russell Westbrook to the Knicks. Just doesn't doesn't sound like a winner. How many times do we have to go through this as Knicks fans? Like, Like, how can you be a Knicks fan and like see everything that's gone on and see this and be like, yeah, let's get let's get Russ. Yeah. All right. So I I I'm gonna do. I I was gonna try to do something tonight to put out. Friday on Instagram or on the pod, whatever. Uh, it got late, so I we didn't get I didn't get to it. But let me just leave people who are listening still this one tidbit because I've seen I've had a lot of a lot of people reach out to me today, which was very nice. Everyone wants my wanted my opinion on the uh, the the Knicks and Russell Westbrook. I had like you know five or six friends, two or three people on Twitter, like a couple people on Instagram. So I was talking about this all day. So the more I talk about it the more heated I can get. I just want to say this because I, I had one common theme that was brought up. The Knicks need to get to an eight seed to get respectability. It's similar, you know, w- wouldn't you take Melo back again if, if he was younger? And I just have to say this. Carmelo Anthony was 26 when he came to New York, played 20,000 minutes. Russell Westbrook is currently 31 and has played 30,000 minutes. That's 10,000 more minutes than Carmelo Anthony when he came to New York. For starters, that's a lot of freaking minutes. That's five extra years on the body. A guy who plays reckless. A guy who needs all that athleticism. And that's not even encompassing the clear inefficiencies in this guy's game. As a basketball player, his lack of on-court leadership. Off-court seems like an awesome dude. Lack of on-court leadership. Terrible style of play. And a contract 
worth $47 million. Not this year. Not next year. The year after that, Pat, still worth over $45 million. I'm out. I'm out. And I'm going to do a longer thing on that, put it on the Instagram at some point, either this weekend or early next. But she, That was pretty well said. And I'm yeah, saying. Pete, just to, to, to add one thing in there, yeah, like, you know, the Knicks need to start showing that they're respectable in order to get other free agents that want to come there. No, I disagree was... with that one. Two, what respectability? You get the eight seed, sick. You're getting swept in the first round by the Bucks. You're getting swept in the first round by the Raptors. You're getting swept in the first round by the Nets. There's that's a, probably there, going to happen every single year. So th- there's also a reason Russell Westbrook hasn't won a playoff series in quite some time. Exactly. So quite yeah, no thanks on Russ for me either. Yeah, that's it. That's and that's all I have to say about that. Shout out to Tom Hanks and Forrest Gump. Anyways, Subway Sports Talk. Pete Kennedy, Pat Boyle, Pete Pat picks pod. That's what it is. It's what it be, baby. The picks are in. We're excited for Sunday. Next week's schedule will be a little different, perhaps, with the NBA draft. I know I said I was going to come in this week with uh, some draft talk and whatnot. It just, there's so many moving parts now with possible trades and BS. We didn't want to like put up a pod. It misses a bunch of crap. So we're going to come in hard next week with NBA draft talk. It's going to be awesome. It's going to be one of the more wild drafts we've had in a while just because there's so much variables, so many things that we don't know. So that'll be really, really fun. Uh, and then Pat, Rock, Mule will be back on at some point probably later in the week because we're going to hammer that NBA draft stuff early on. Anyways, Pat Boyle, thanks so much. As always, you have a great one, man. You too, bro. Let's break. Cheers. Subway Sports Talk. Pete Pat Picks Pod. That's what it is.